mountains are still being moved. Hello, and welcome to Raising the Standard with Pastor Owen Moody of the Richmond House of Prayer in Richmond, Kentucky. You're invited to join us each Monday, Wednesday, and Friday for an anointed full-length message from Pastor Moody. After the message, we'll be back to let you know how you can contact us. On this podcast, Pastor Moody brings us a message entitled, New Things. His scripture text will be taken from the book of Isaiah, chapter 42, verses 6 through 10. Here now, Pastor Moody. Hallelujah. Isaiah 42, let's look at verse number 6. You know, the book of Isaiah is uh, often referred to as the mini-Bible or the model of the Bible. There are 66 chapters, there are 66 books of the Bible, and there's 39 in the Old Testament, 27 in the New, and Isaiah is divided the same way. The first 39 chapters give a lot of Messianic prophecy, a lot of deal with the nation and how it got in bondage and all of that. And then Isaiah from uh, chapter uh, 40 on really deals with the kingdom being established. So it's almost like the same division of the entire Bible. You can find it in the book of Isaiah. I was reading and and, uh, come across some uh, things that men had said. One great preacher said that the book of Isaiah is so profound and so prophetic He said that it should be studied, it should be cultivated, it should be worked like a gardener working a fine bed of flowers, because he said he will always give you the fragrance of the Savior. And I thought, what a statement. Isaiah 42, if you're there, verse 6, he says, I, the Lord, have called thee in righteousness, and will hold thine hand, and will keep thee, and give thee for a covenant of the people, for a light of the Gentiles. Of course, this is speaking of Christ. He says to open the blind eyes to bring out the prisoners from the prison and them that sit in darkness out of the prison house. I am the Lord. That is my name. And my glory will I not give to another, neither my praise to graven images. Behold, the former things are come to pass, and new things do I declare. I want you to hear that. The former things are over. Look at your neighbor and say, neighbor, it's over. It's past. And then he says, and new things do I declare. Oh, Lord. Look at somebody and say, let the blessings begin. Amen. New things do I declare. Before they spring forth, I tell you of them. Sing unto the Lord a new song. And his praise from the end of the earth. Ye that go down to the sea and all that is therein, the isles and the inhabitants thereof. I want to preach this morning on new things or let the blessings begin. It's a new year. Amen. Father, thank you for the word of the Lord. And we thank you for the grace of God. We thank you for your Holy Spirit. I know today, Lord, that without you we can do nothing. But Lord, in you. God, there's hope and strength and there's power. There is possibility because you have given provision for us to have potential, dear Lord, to see great things in the days that are ahead of us. 
I pray right now if there's anybody here that doesn't know Jesus, that they will see that in Christ and in Him we live and move and have our being. And the potential of greatness is there available to those who come to Him. Let your will be done, and God will give you praise in Jesus' name. And everybody said, Amen. Amen. Praise God. When you begin to study this book, I think that uh, it's, it's a tremendous book. Of course, as I said, God in this first, or these two or three chapters previous to this, is dealing with the circumstance, the situation of, of Israel, of the nations, of the world. He's speaking about judgment. He's telling what's wrong. And, and uh, uh, Brian sang a while ago, we're living in perilous times. Each day brings new distress. 2016 was a roller coaster. And uh, with a lot of big hills, can you say amen? We saw riots in the streets of America. We saw unrest on the news every night. I know even locally, I, 2016 for me was a year of dealing with tragedies, quite a bit, overdoses, accidents, all kinds of things that happen in people's lives. Most of the time, Brother Adam, when my phone rings at 1 or 2 o'clock in the morning, it's not somebody just saying, how you doing? It's tragedy. It's bad news. There's something going on. And I, I don't want to sound gloomy this morning, but I'm just trying to tell you former things. If you dwell on them, can pull you down. If you think about the losses, you think about the hardships, the sicknesses, the bad diagnosis from the doctors. Just before we left, for we've been on vacation last week, and I won't, I won't go into telling you that we went fishing. And uh, before we got there, they said nobody was catching any. And when we left, we had caught over 220. I'll just, I'll just throw that out there. But uh, <laughs> before we went on vacation, I had... Uh, had had went to get some blood work done in conjunction with a physical that I annual physical that I do, and when we caught back, I had a stack of mail laying on the counter that Clyde had brought in for me. And one of the things was a was a letter from my doctor, and I opened it up, and he started saying my cholesterol, my triglycerides, my things. I didn't even know what he was talking about, and he said he was going to give me a prescription, and I said I ain't doing that. And uh, Sister Moody, in her wisdom, said, well, just get clogged arteries in. But uh, <laughs> I'm just telling you that life presents us daily with struggles, battles. Amen. The Bible said many are the afflictions of the righteous, but the Lord delivers them from them all. I want to tell you the good news is that the bad news can be changed. Isn't that great? I mean, the doctor's diagnosis may be on target, and that may be the fact, but the truth says by stripes you're healed, and the prayer of faith will save the sick. The doctors may have said cancer's going to take you away, but God may have said, just hold on, doc. I'm in this. I'm working. Because you prayed all night, because you held on with all of your might. How many glad your prayers can awaken the Master? Hallelujah. Go ahead, give Him praise. And so all of a sudden, Isaiah in these prophecies, he begins to talk about in the midst of the trouble what, what theologians refer to as the office of Christ. In other words, His place, His responsibility. 
what He does, what He presents. Can I say it this way? What He brings to the table of your problems. And chapter 1 of this, or verse 1 of this chapter, it says, Behold my servant, whom I uphold, my elect, and whom my soul delights. I put my spirit upon him, and he shall bring forth judgment till, to the Gentiles. And in verse 6, as I read in your hearing, he said, I, 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 I the Lord, have called thee, and in with righteousness I will hold thine hand and keep thee and give thee for a covenant for a people. Again, he says, as a light to the Gentiles. Verse 8, he says, I am the Lord, that's my name. And my glory will I not give to another, neither praise my praises to graven images. And then he says, Behold the former things, and new things do I declare to you. When I started thinking about new things and, and what that could mean, what's the possibility of that? I mean, the potential of that is off the charts. Hallelujah. I mean, uh, when God says new things, I get excited. Glory. When I get a prophetic word that that you know that God may use someone to speak to me or the or I get a dream or, or a vision, the Lord begins to say things. Uh, our, our, some of our young people are in Tennessee. Others have been to Metamora this week, and, and God has spoken into their lives, and, and they've experienced some things that I think will change their outlook on the future. I mean, if you watch the network news, you'll, you'll be on antidepressants if that's all you take in. Can you say amen? But how many knows God is saying, I want you to know I'm talking. I want you to know I have said some things. I want you to know before the foundation of the world, I declared that I would send Christ, that I would hold his hand. I'd put my spirit upon him, that he would bring new things to the table. He would bring new things into your life daily. But the Bible said his blessings are new every morning. How many of you wake up every morning and uh, if you're not careful, you'll groan because of a sore joint or, or, or you'll kind of you know, fret because of a responsibility or a situation you've been dealing with or a problem or a, or a letter from the doctor through the mail that you wasn't expecting and you can find yourself being pulled down. But when I wake up every morning, I hear him saying, my blessings are here. They're real. They're new. They change things. They change circumstances. Can I tell you, God's plan for you in 2017 is for you to prosper and to be in health as your soul prospers. He's going to save your marriage. He's going to bless your home. He's going to bless your finances. God said, I'm bringing new things into your life. Hallelujah. As you believe it, give him a praise. I want to tell you there's a key in this section, this, this portion of scripture. If you're not careful, you'll miss it. God said, I do not give my praise, amen, my glory to another in verse number eight. Neither my praise to graven images. Now, when we hear that, we think in Bible times of idols, of things made to worship. But really what God is saying is, if you let anything dim my glory in your eyes, if you let, listen, it can be a problem. It can be a child. It can be a financial situation. It could be a sickness, a bad diagnosis. If you let anything get elevated above my glory, come on, somebody. 
I want to tell you, it doesn't matter if you're standing somewhere, sitting somewhere on a, on a sunny beach with a good book, drinking Kool-Aid and, and enjoying yourself and everything's calm and peaceful, or you're standing somewhere in the middle of a mess, in the middle of a problem, and the winds of adversity are blowing and howling and the storms are beating upon your vessel. I've come to tell you, as long as you keep your eyes focused on Him whom God has placed His anointing and his hand and his promises and his provisions and his power I've come to tell you that nothing amen can stop you nothing can rob you nothing can take you out of his favor and out of his hand hallelujah give him praise Mm, look at somebody and say I'm expecting new things hallelujah sometimes you get in a rut Anybody ever been stuck in a spiritual rut? Just seemed like, mm, you know, we, our theme song, they used to sing it on Hee Haw. Gloom, despair, agony on me. Deep, dark depression, excessive misery. If it wasn't for bad luck, I'd have no luck at all. And then one of them old guys would go, oh. <laughs> I know a lot of Christians like that. I mean, their face is so long they could, you know, eat gravy through a straw. <laughs> you hear me? They're, they're discouraged. They're defeated. But I heard God say it's a time for new things. Hallelujah. I, I, I titled uh, uh, this, 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 uh, this week's uh, bulletin, I just put Happy New Year. Let the blessings begin. Praise God. Look at somebody and say, just let the blessings begin. If, 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 you, if you will stay focused and give God the glory, if you will just praise Him in the middle of everything, I feel like saying that. Hey, come on, He said, I won't give my glory to anybody. I won't let my praise be given to idols. Uh, you know, one woman stood up in church one night and said, Lord, children, said the devil's been fighting me all week. Praise His good name. And I know that's not what she meant, but didn't that sound terrible? I believe I'd have stood up and said, well, bless the Lord, oh, my soul and all that's within me. I'm going to praise him when I don't feel like it. I'm going to, come on, anybody can praise God when everything's going good, but if you'll praise him in the midst of your adversity. He said, I'm not giving my praise to an idol. I'm not giving my glory to another. And then he says this, why just sing a new song? (laughs) I like that. Amen. But I like that. Sing a new song. I'm not a songwriter. Any songwriters in here? I know there's probably a few, but not me. So I don't know how to sing a new song. The only thing I know to do is get in the Holy Ghost and sing, amen, in the Spirit. Woo, hallelujah. That means singing in tongues. It also just means singing, ooh, yeah, y'all ever do that? <laughs> and no matter what anybody thinks of that, you just you just get your mind on him and say, "Well, glory, glory, glory!" Woo! Next thing you know, you'll be singing, "Somebody touch me, glory, glory, glory!" Somebody touch me. Sing a new song. Let it be a praise erupting from your spirit. So Isaiah said, "I want you to know in the midst of." Everything that's gone crazy. I mean, there were some people, Donald Trump got elected, and they had to have uh, therapy dogs and flowers and 
sugar suckers and and we laugh at that. But these others, if Hillary'd won, they'd been the same shape. <laughs> I don't trust in that. I've got time to praise the Lord. I've got a need to praise Him. I've got a, a purpose to give Him glory. I'm going to sing my new song. I'm going to expect new things. I'm going to get up in the morning and say, let the blessings begin. I'm going to get up and say, God is going to move in my life. Give Him praise. Well, you see, if, if you look, let's, let's go a little farther. In chapter 43, God really then begins to speak comfort. And, and, and Matthew Henry says, here this is directed to the church. Look at somebody and say, that's us, Bubba, praise God. It's, it's directed to the church. And, and listen, what, what he says in Isaiah 43 and 1. He said, but now says the Lord that created thee. In other words, you're, you're saved. He says, oh, Jacob. How many knows we're spiritual Israel now? But, but now, saith the Lord that created thee, O Jacob, and the he that formed thee, O Israel, fear not, for I have redeemed thee. I've called thee by name. You're mine. You hear that God saying, I've got a word for you. You're mine. I saved you. Hallelujah. You ought to get up in the morning, raise up your hand, and say, well, I've been redeemed. By the blood of the Lamb, I've been redeemed. By the blood of the Lamb, I've been redeemed. By the blood of the Lamb, saved and sanctified I am. All my sins are washed away. I've been redeemed. Hallelujah. Amen. He says, you're mine. I bought you. I paid the price. I shed blood for you. Amen. He said, I've called you my name. You're mine. Listen. Listen to verse 2. When you... Pass through the waters, through floods. I'll be with you. When you walk through rivers, they'll not overflow you. That sounds good. But listen, he, gets, he said sometimes you get through the river and you think you got it made just to find yourself in the fire. And he says, and when you walk through the fire, you will not be burned. Neither will the flame kindle on you. You remember Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego when they came out of there? They, they, amen, their hair wasn't singed. The smell of smoke wasn't even on their clothes. The ropes burned off. And they walked out of that fire unheard, unscathed. You need to praise God. He's saying, you're mine. I love you as good as I love them. I bought you. I redeemed you. Oh, just let the, the blessings begin. New things. You know, ladies, you're looking around at your husband and say, all right, now get a new attitude. Now, husband, look here and say, you too. My attitude is one of gratitude. My attitude is one of favor. My attitude is one of blessing. Are you hearing me? I'm not surprised we went to Florida and caught fish when nobody else was. I mean, Abby was on the back of the boat saying, here, fish, 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 fish. <laughs> and I was the person saying, in the name of Jesus, jump in the boat. <laughs> I'm playing, I'm playing. I believe in the favor of God. I believe that his blessings are real. He said, I redeemed you, I bought you, and wouldn't God be a pitiful God if he let us be destroyed by the enemy that comes against us? 
Hallelujah. So he said, new things. Oh, I've got to hurry. I've just got to my introduction. Let me hurry. I'm playing. He said uh, in Isaiah 43 and 16, on down this 43rd chapter, thus says the Lord which makes a way in the sea. Remember that? He made a way in the sea, a path through the mighty waters. And then he says, which bringeth forth the chariot and the horse, the army and the power, and they shall lie down together. In other words, he's saying, y'all remember what I did to Pharaoh? <laughs> That's what he's saying. I mean, that's not just, we was talking the other day, they said Dr. Dumbbell was on TV one day. That's not his name, but that's what I call him. And said, Dr. Dumbbell said, listen, said, there's a, there's a scientific explanation for the parting of the Red Sea. And he started talking about how the water could have, wind could have blowed and how the water was only knee deep at that time of the year. Give me a break, the Bible says the Red Sea. And not only that, but if it was knee deep, God did a greater miracle. He drowned an army in 18 inches of water. Come on, somebody. God is God. And men spend their lives trying to bring him down to where they can understand him. Stop it, you nut. You can't fathom God. And church, don't let them convince you that our God is this big when he's this big. Yeah. New things. Let the blessings begin. Look at somebody and say, I think I'll just get blessed. I remember Jesse Duplantis. Y'all know who Jesse is? Down in Louisiana, the smiling preacher with the white hair, and he preaches a lot of prosperity. And the, the nation was going in, they declared officially we was in a recession. And they asked Jesse, they said, Brother Jesse, what them Cajuns did? Jesse said, yeah. What are you going to do about the recession? He said, I'm not participating. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, look at somebody say, I ain't playing. (laughs) I ain't participating. When the devil says, yeah, 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 I'm going to do all this, look at him and say, I ain't playing. Hallelujah. My, t- my captain done won. The victory is mine. Why do you want to fight something God's already won for you? Are you hearing me? Let me hurry. So he speaks comfort to the church. Amen. He said, uh, he said, I want you to remember what I did. He said, they, uh, they, he said, they lie down together. They'll not get up. They're extinct. <laughs> I like that pretty good, or quenched as a toe. Remember you not the former things, neither consider the things of old. Behold, I will. God said, listen, I know it's good you read the Bible, and you know about Pharaoh, and you know about Shadrach and Meshach and Abednego, and you know about Daniel and the lion's den. That's the only thing you got to talk about. How many can say God brought me out? I mean, come on, raise your hand with somebody and see and say, the doctor said I was going to die, but look at me. I'm still here. I'm doing good. How many can say, the devil said I'm going to take everything you got, but I got it all back. Praise God. Are you hearing me? I'm here to tell you, God said, remember the former things. Amen. In verse 18 of chapter 43. And then he said, behold, in verse 19, he says it again. I will do a new thing now. Shall it spring forth? You shall not know it. I love, you know what the word you shall not know it means? That means that, that don't mean it's going to happen. You ain't going know it. That means it's going to happen. You can't understand it. It's so good. Shake your little heads yes or something. Yeah. Yeah. It's God's going to do it and it's going to be so great. 
that you can't understand it. I'll even make a way in the wilderness and rivers in the desert. Hallelujah. Now, last night, late, I got a text from a young man. And uh, he said, God had spoke to me. Hallelujah. And he said, God has spoke to me. And then he said, God has spoke to me by a couple other people. And in his text, he said, I don't deserve it. And I texted him back and said, none of us do. You know, sometimes God calling young people and some big old pious, snooty, self-righteous, holier than you outfit will look down their nose and say, get back in the corner, boy. I told y'all, I'm going to be 65 pretty soon. <laughs> I'm just looking. I'm waiting for God to say, that's him. <laughs> Put the mantle on him. Are you hearing me? I get excited when God calls people to ministry. Huh? I get excited when God puts his hand on people. I don't care if they're 13, 30, 50. I don't, when God puts his hand on somebody, I get excited. Praise God. That's what Moses said. Amen. God put the put his spirit up on the elders and they were prophesying and they came to Moses and said, hey, dad and me dad's prophesying outside the camp. They're not, they're not one of them. And Moses said, I would that God would put his spirit on the whole nation. Would that they all prophesied. And so he called me and he, and he was telling me, you know, or texted me and talking about how he felt so unworthy. Well, listen, Isaiah 40 and 8, God says, I knew that you're obstinate and that your neck is an iron sinew and a, Thy brow, thy brow brash. Let me translate that. I know you are stiff-necked and stubborn and hard-hearted and wouldn't listen, rebellious. Y'all ever had one of them kind of days? You know, where you were stubborn, you knew everything, nobody else knew nothing? God trying to talk to you in here. Orville House said, you look like you swallowed a light pole. Standing there all stiff-necked. Wouldn't bend under the grace of God. And he said in verse 5, I have even from the beginning declared it to thee. Before it came to pass, I showed it to you. Lest you should say, mine idol or my other God has done this, some graven image, some molten thing, some ability of mine. Verse 6, he says, you've heard and you see all this, will you not declare it? I have showed you new things from this time, even hidden things that you didn't know. They are, now, they are created now and not from the beginning, even before the day when thou heardst them not, lest thou should say, Behold, I, I knew the words God said, I don't want you to run around telling everybody, well, I knew it. God said, I want you to be so overwhelmed and so excited about what I'm doing that you just want to praise me for it. <laughs> Hallelujah. You might think you're too old for God to use you. Or you're too young for God to use you. Or you're too poor for God to use you. Or you're too sick for God to use you. You, you, you can never be too anything for God to use you. Uncle Bud Robinson was the old holiness preacher. I think back in the 40s or 50s this happened to him. He was walking across the street in California and got hit by a car broke most of the bones in his body. He was laid in the hospital for a few months and they, they said he ain't going to live and, and, and he, the unit, back then they didn't have 
A lot of the things they got now, so they had him in this unit where everybody screamed all the time in pain. And the nurses and them thought, this guy ain't going to make it. But he heard God, and God said, while you're here, let my glory shine. And old Uncle Bud, he stuttered. And he said, I laid in the bed. I heard it on a tape one time of him. And he said, they'd scream. said, I'd say, oh, Jesus, 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 Jesus. And he said, I kept praying over him and praying over him. He said, suddenly the screams got to be less and less and, and the pain levels begin to come down. And, and he said, the, the nurse that was, that was tending to him, the doctor that was tending to him, they said, you, you ought to be in misery. We can't understand why, why it is that you're able to lay in here and pray and carry on like you do. You ought to be in misery. And he said, I want you to know I'm not by, by, by myself in here. Hallelujah. He said, me and the Lord's got this. Praise God. God. And they said, to, as God healed him, he talked to doctors, and he won two or three of the doctors to the Lord. He won every nurse that came on shift that worked with him. He won them to the Lord. The people laying in the beds around him as they got better, he'd lead them to the Lord. Are you hearing me? I'm telling you, God can do a new thing no matter where you are. No matter where. Uncle Bud said, when the big car hit me, he said, I, I, I didn't shout. But he said, I listen. I listen. And that's what God is saying to us. He's saying, I need you to listen. Can you say amen? I'm going to hurry. I'm going to close here just in about 40 minutes. Amen. God said in Isaiah 65, over in the last chapter, let's, let's, let me just turn over there real quick. In I, or next to the last chapter, I'm sorry. In Isaiah chapter 65, and he is talking about the end of the world. The last time, the final judgment, the judgment of the nations dealing with Israel's blessings. What the United States did to Israel this last week is unconscionable, unforgivable. We better pray for America that the judgment of God won't come upon us because of it. Listen, Israel is the very hands on the face of God's prophetic time clock. You can believe that. Israel and the church. And they're the two things that this country, America, and our leadership is turning this back on. Israel and the church. Are you hearing me? I won't, get in, I won't get political. I just want to throw that out there. But God, who is speaking about what's going on, says a thing. He says in Isaiah 65 verse 16, after he's talked about the curse and judgment, he says, He who blesses himself in the earth shall bless himself in the God of truth. I want to say that. If you're going to be blessed, how many want to be blessed in 17? You can't bless yourself in the earth by your good job or your financial opportunities or, 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 or your, your, your wisdom. I mean, you, you'd make decisions that are going to help you out. But you've got to get this. If you think all blessing is is material prosperity, you probably ain't even saved. Huh? The blessing of Lord consisteth not in the abundance of things is what... Proverbs 6. The blessing of the Lord is fellowship with Him. The indwelling Spirit being a hearer and a doer and 
laying up treasures in heaven glory. What's it going to profit you to gain the world and lose your soul? And your soul doesn't mean that you're going to be lost. It means your mind, will, and emotion to the world and not to the things of God. There's, there's, some, there's some stuff that I'll, I'll, I'll preach sometime. But God is saying, if you bless yourself in the earth, you will have to do it, amen, in the God of truth. And he that swears in the earth shall swear by the God of truth. And, and, and when you study this, it's, it's really a word that means when you make uh, statements or decisions or contracts or commit yourself, that's really what it means. You need to let that commitment be rooted in God. What I'm doing, I'm doing as unto the Lord. Are y'all with me? I mean, if it's your business, it's your job, the time if it's what you do of supervising over in that factory, you, you've got to do it first of all to be an example of Christ. I mean, there's some lines in business and in jobs that people are going to want you to cross that you'll have to step back and say, I'm sorry, my Jesus won't go there. Are you with me? So he that, that blesses has got to bless himself in, in the God of truth. And if you swear, you've got to swear in the God of truth because the former troubles are forgotten and because they are hid from mine eyes, says the Lord. And then in verse 17, here it is. He said, Behold, I create a new heavens and a new earth, and the former shall not be remembered nor come to mind. What was God saying? He said, I want you to know that everything that you are involved in, I will make it new even if the rest of the world's going to hell. Do you understand? Isn't that great? Let the blessings begin. Commit yourself. Dedicate yourself to be a Christian first. A servant of God. Live for the Lord. What, what does it matter if I lose everything as long as I keep Him? Paul, the apostle, declared his Roman citizenship, which gave him financial and, and, and political prowess. He, he declared his spiritual upbringing, which gave him favor among the Jews and all the prowess of his life. And he said, I count it all as dung, rubbish, manure, trash, that I might win Jesus and know him in the power of his resurrection. Because that's where my blessing is. Amen. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, to... Close, Brother Brian, if y'all want to come on. He said, Behold, I create all things new. The former things are not remembered. Listen to this, Revelation chapter 21, in the, in the end of the book, God is, is shutting down the history of humanity and beginning the eternal age, the, the, the perfect age. And here's what he says. Revelation 21, 3, I heard a great voice out of heaven saying, Behold, the tabernacle of God is with men, and he will dwell with them, and they shall be his people, and God himself shall be with them and be their God. Now, he's talking about a day when God brings heaven and earth together and sets up a new kingdom here on this earth. Isn't that going to be wonderful? But can I tell you, I'm preaching that now he's with you. That now he's wiping the tears. That now he's opening the floodgates of blessing. That now he's saying, I'll do a new thing so great you can't comprehend it. But you've got to have your mind and your spirit right with God to enjoy it. Let the blessings begin. Hallelujah. It's a new things I'm talking about. 
And then he said, God will wipe away all the tears from their eyes, and there'll be no more death, nor sorrow, nor crying. Neither shall there be any more pain. The former things have passed away. He that sits upon the throne, he says it again, Behold, I make all things new. And he says unto me, Write, for these words are true and faithful. Wow. Doesn't that sound pretty good? Don't your neighbor say, that's okay. That's good stuff right there. Where does it start? How do you get a new beginning for 2017? Listen to this. Paul said in 2 Corinthians 5, 17, Therefore, if any man is in Christ, he's a new creature. Old things pass away, and behold, what? How many? All things. Somebody said, well, preacher, that means I got saved and all my sins are forgiven. Well, that's true, but it also means the curse is broken. It means the enemy has no power over your life. It means poverty can be shaken off. It means disease and sickness can be shaken off. Oh, the song says, I hear the chains falling. Praise God. All things have become new. I, I want to say it again, new things, a new day. Uh, God's saying, wipe the tears away, take away the pain, no death, no sorrow. You might say, preacher, you're living out there in la-la land. No, all things become new. Sister Judy, 17 is a new day. Thank God 16's over. Some of you all, I believe, if I went through what you went through this year, I'd have made me a, a clay or something, a uh, mold of the letters 2016, and I took a ball bat and beat it into dust at midnight the other night. I wasn't worried about a ball dropping, can you say amen, last night. I just said the former things are over. Look at somebody and say, it's over. Look at them and say, I'm done with this mess, it's over. <laughs> now the new things, a new day. Old things have passed away. A double L all things. I looked up that word one time, all. It means all. It means excluding nothing. Literally is what it means. Oh come on. Somebody needs to get a hold of this. All things in Christ have become new. I mean, I'm about to walk a path. I've been saved 38 years, and I'm about to walk into a path that I've never set my feet on before, and I can't hardly wait. Because my experiences with Him of the past assure me that it's going to be better ahead of me in Christ. Yeah, we hear you, preacher. You just wait. No, you just wait. Be careful what you say. I might poke you in the eye with my finger. I ain't got time to listen to that mess tell me, oh, you ain't going to make it. <laughs> what are you talking about? I ain't going to make it. I done made it. Praise God. I'm as much a part of heaven as if I was already there. Does anybody else feel that way? Praise God. If any man's in Christ, are you in Christ? Let me ask you. Are you truly in Christ? I'm, I'm not asking you, did you get saved 40 years ago or three years ago or two months ago? I'm asking you, are you in Christ right now? If any man's in Christ, old things are over. 
I'm done with depression. I'm done with discouragement. I'm done with disease. I'm done with devils. I don't know why they're all starting with D, but it's working out pretty good. I'm done with devastation. I'm done with dilemmas. Can, you, can somebody say amen? And behold, all things have become new. And set our hearts on you. Lord, come and We hope you enjoyed today's message and we'll tune in again next time. Raising the Standard is the media ministry of the Richmond House of Prayer in Richmond, Kentucky. For more information on the various outreaches and ministries of the Richmond House of Prayer, please visit our website at www.rhop.life. Thanks for listening.